Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, where I have no pretense, as many uh, who listen to the pre-show already know. Uh, I'm joined today by the cast and crew, by everyone in here. Uh, we got Wabs, we got Cursor, and we got Ty Swoogles. Uh, let's start with introductions. How are you doing, Ty? I am doing great. Looking How's forward the to sleep, it. How's the sleep, Ty? How's the sleep? It was fun. <laughs> great. Cursor, how are you? I am exhausted. And I'm very excited to be here. And we have a lot to talk about because RLCS is a thing and there's a lot of cool stuff. For sure. Wavs, how are you doing? I don't know what day it is and we screech in like Justin and that's all I know. <laughs> I feel like we're all on different you know, planes of existence right now. And that is yeah, perfectly okay because the one thing that was definitely um, in the plane of existence for our listeners is the fact that it was an RLCS land for the first time in forever. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, it was so hype. I mean, I'm gonna start off by saying that, um, if anyone couldn't tell from our episodes from the last year, like when we were covering RLCS X, I was burnt out of esports. <laughs> anyone <laughs> couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, honestly, this is probably the, definitely the most hyped I've been for at least a year and a half since, since, mm-hmm. uh, since the previous land. So, uh, it's definitely brought me back. I enjoyed it. Uh, I watched the finals day. Um, and I watched a little bit of the other stuff um, and we'll get into all of that. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I just want to say at the beginning is just I think the format last year just burnt me out completely as someone who had to like follow a tournament every week. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and this is nice because I can focus on one and actually be hyped for it um, and enjoy it. Uh, OK, I think where do we where do we even start? OK, I, I think I think we need to start at the beginning where all good things start. Um, wow. And- <laughs> Because uh, sometimes you can you know, start with the end and then go backwards, but I find, I don't know, I, I like it this way more. Um, there's a whole bunch of storylines when it comes to the first day um, and a general kind of that Swiss uh, round. Um, I'm, I think what we'll maybe do is I'll let each of you choose like one story they want to talk out, talk about, like maybe one team, um, and we'll kind of jump in on that uh, for that Swiss round. So I'll start with Cursor. Cursor, give me one kind of story that started out to you in the Swiss stage. Okay. Uh, there's, if there's extra after, we'll get back to it. Okay, just just choose one that kind of pops out here. Oh, but there were so many. Oh, man, you're like making a kid pick like one candy in a candy <laughs> store, and they have an unlimited budget. Like what the heck? Uh, I'll be courteous here and, and let Wabs and Ty pick the other two, and I'll go ahead and jump on the uh, the Tokyo Verde storyline here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I was so thrilled to see them at the event this time around and I'll, uh, people are going to be like, man, like, you know, APAC not looking so good, but like they, they've been waiting like other teams that we'll get into here very shortly for so long that it was at this point, them even being here was, was a, like, I don't want to call it a chore, but they were losing the will to continue playing. And they're some of the best mm-hmm. players to ever play the game. Right. Like, 
even though we saw teams get completely blown away, everyone needs to remember that like these are the best players in the world. So they're playing against the other best players in the world. So if there's a 3-0 blowout, you'll be like, oh, wow, this team sucks. It's like, yeah, but that team's still better than, you know, 99 point, you know, whatever, 0.2% of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um, and do keep in mind as we say this, how close those games were. Yeah. Like now the thing I'll, I'll start with this and I won't make it a long rant. What bothered me is day one, the very first game between Dignitas and Verdi wasn't on stream. The seven mm-hmm. Oh that everyone mm-hmm. heard about was not, I was watching the stream. It, it didn't happen. They were having audio issues and they were working through technical difficulties. And then they immediately were like, Oh, the, the series started and they jumped in on game two where mm-hmm. immediately right off kickoff realized scores, the most baller double tap on, I believe it was like Scrub and Apjack sitting in net. It's just at full speed, just yeet right off the kickoff, double tap, boom, in your net. And it kind of left me stunned. And I was like, I, I didn't know what to say. It's it just like, what what just happened? <laughs> it was so fast. <laughs> it was so fast. But um, I think this is very much a team that has been through a lot of hardship. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Maru. Like he, he works a full-time job. Like these guys have fully like rounded out lives and they are still making time to come to this event and, and perform on that top level. Like I, I I tip my hat to them, man. I really do. Um, I think this is a team that given more exposure playing against this caliber of player, like endpoint, they will develop into a really strong team, like passing play sort of, um, style because that tends to be how they play on the field there's a couple of hiccups here and there but it's to be expected when it's your first time playing against regions who have already played against one another and have an idea of what to expect for them this is just clean slate they have no idea all they have is vod footage right so i was you know albeit sad that they were the first teams knocked out or one of the first teams knocked out um but i don't i'm not disappointed by their performance at all because this is they can take all of this home with them and now that they are in the circuit they can just practice for the next major because i don't i really don't see any other team from apac keeping them from going to the next major honestly they 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 are the the sand rock of their region so i'm i'm a strong believer they're just going to be back here next major and they're going to come with a lot of tenacity so and i think that's another thing to keep in mind is this is probably the most international tournament we've ever had right ever Ever. this is the most teams from as many different parts of the world as we've ever had and i think it just takes time and um i I imagine the next two lands is probably going to be a similar story, but you know, maybe in a year's time we can really see them catching up. And especially I think that the, your biggest strength is when the rest of the teams in your region also step up and you have competition that can actually push you in your region. Um, and so that will be, um, that will be kind of a big part of uh, what we do next there. Um, all right. Wabs, maybe give you what, what stood out for you in the Swiss uh, mm-hmm. rounds. Um, in the Swiss, uh, top teams are pretty washed, honestly. Energy going to game <laughs> to thing five, endpoint thing five, Semper thing, BDS Fort. Top teams are washed. That's all I can say. Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. That's all I can say for Swiss stage. <laughs> okay, can, I I think it's time. Ty, do you want to do you want to take it away? I'm looking at this ninth place right here. I wonder if we have some words. Um. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what you're referencing, but uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about renegades. 
<laughs> also in the ninth place, you know. Um, oh, sure, sure. Eleventh, eleventh, ninth, right. ninth to eleventh. It's tied. It's tied. tied two, three. You know. Yeah. But, the Aussie, um, the Aussie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Renegades. So uh, historically, for OCE, their second seed team has never won a series um, against oh. your NA team at an RLCS land. So in mm. literally round one. They three won to endpoint to the European first seed, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. CJ CJ's first uh, first RLCS land win, um, and then obviously they uh, ended up going out two three. But um, they were they were really really good. They had uh, a pretty tough schedule. Um, yes. Endpoint phase ground zero Furia Semper like three of those teams are top eight teams. Um, but yeah, I think I, I was just super impressed with Fever. Like this kid is, he's mm-hmm. something else. He's gonna, he's taking OCE to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. They're just super impressive for me. I want to say just in general, like OCE played so well, getting that nine eleven um, or nine and 11, technically 10, 11, whatever, um, seating, like, or finish so, so good just overall. Um, and I think the general thing that Lazio, if you want to talk about, is that just so many of the teams from, you know, world like the around the world um, that weren't the EU NA that we expect to win were playing so, so good. Absolute top tier. Just, you know, incredible. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, I can talk about that a little bit. I, um, I, I don't like I, I just I have a question here for the for the cast quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the results of these lands um, or is it the finals that will affect like future ability for your, like how many places your region has? Was that yeah. starting with the lands here? Or is that going to be at the world finals? I don't know if anyone knows. From what I can remember, I think seeding in these matters. People okay, were talking so, about how it does matter. I don't know if it's um, like who wins it or if it's just seeding generally. I think it, I think it's placement, but I what if, if I remember correctly, right? Like the better you know your region does the you get to keep or, or you know gain more spots or whatever mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for the next land is that correct so basically the top eight teams the teams mm-hmm. that make the playoffs those teams right now are provisional worlds auto qualifiers right got it so basically over the three majors they're going to average the top eight teams from uh the three finishes and the top eight average best placing seeds will get auto qualified to worlds and then there's obviously other teams that will get put into the wild card but so what you want to do is your region wants to finish as high as possible to get the best average placing for each seed to get more world spots basically so mm-hmm. right now mina's result is probably really big for that region yeah because uh, instead yes. of just getting two teams into the wild card they'll right now they're provisionally one team into worlds and two teams into the wild card so it's an, a whole extra team going to worlds basically mm-hmm. well that, that makes wow. like fighting for these playoffs so important too you know what i mean like you're you, i i love that they almost made the regional part like you're you're not just fighting for your own team but you're also fighting for your region's ability mm-hmm. to be as best represented as it can in the, in the world finals i think that's really cool um, all right, Wabs wanted me to talk about a little bit about how well the teams that you might not expected. A hundred percent. There's so many teams uh, that just did amazing, and I think uh, you know maybe the first one I look at like San, uh, San Rock Gaming mm-hmm. um, did incredible um, to the to the detriment of G two. 
there I said it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think no, but I, but I think in general, I think what we saw this time is, you know, if you were to tell me that Team Envy and Team Vitality wouldn't make it through, I've been super, super surprised. And like, you're, you could also be like, oh, it's like the schedule, or whatever, right? Um, but I think, no, I think those are giant. Like the fact that Team Envy and Team Vitality only won one out of four of their series. Mm-hmm. Um, is incredible to me. Like, regardless of the competition, right? You could be like, oh, they have definitely a harder competition. Um, and I guess definitely with Team Vitality, <laughs> looking at the three teams they played as against, lost against, you could say that. Um, but um, I think at the same point, it's like at this point with these 16 teams, any team can be any other team, right? So I, I don't even mm-hmm. think, like, depending on how they, they're doing that weekend could be a bigger factor than how they did historically. So I don't really use that as an excuse. It's like, no, they, they, they didn't make it through. Um, so yeah. And, and I think maybe some of these teams like OC making it kind of just underneath that, that lip. I mean, I think they would have loved to have broken through, have, have gone to the playoffs. Um, but I think it's a good sign. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this uh, encourages them further and they get hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's good. Complexity did very well in the in the kind of qualifier for it, uh, with you know, mm-hmm. none other than um, he who shall not be named. Um, and <laughs> and uh, uh, so yeah, I, and I think we can unless okay. Here, how about this? Uh, I know Cursor might have. Do you have any more stories from the Swiss that you wanna you wanna mention here before we move on? Uh. To, uh I mean, we kind of, we kind of touched on them a little bit, but I, just just to emphasize the importance um, and their just stellar performance, um, I'm I'm going to mention them in the same breath. Both Complexity and Sandrock really just mm-hmm. they blew me away this event, and they mm-hmm. they have earned it every single bit of where they got they earned. Um, Complexity was just an absolute joy to watch. There were times where you could tell they were nervous and they're like, we've never really played this before. Like, how can we adapt? And very uh, similar with Sandrock, where you'd see them getting really hyped up and then, you know, they'd go down by like two and then they'd be like, okay, 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 hold on. Let's, let's, let's change the plan. Let's look at this again. Let's adapt. That's what really spoke to me is teams that were clawing their way up to prove that they belong there more then did that right and on top of that proved that they could at least make it to to quarter semis against some of the best teams in the world mm-hmm. um i just i'm very very excited to see uh, what happens with uh, a little more boot camping some grind time going into the next major and thereafter the, these teams are they're going places man and i think to that point we've now set a baseline you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think i think that one of the coolest things going into this tournament is no one had any idea you know what I mean? Like I think yeah. we've been bickering for for a year and a half how all these regions, maybe not in the newer regions because we didn't know them till till uh, not too long ago. If I'm, uh, but but we definitely been bickering about like oh what's the best region, what's not the best region, and then there you go. Look at that. Look at these baselines. So now when we go into the next land, uh, we'll be able to compare it to this land and maybe see some like what changed or um, mm-hmm. see some of these teams that didn't make into the top eight make into the top eight. But actually, and, not to uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm just saying that I don't think that um, there even is anybody who could really say like this region is better than this region at this point. Like every oh, single region, every single team in this uh, major was at the level. Like Furia. The only thing 12. we found mm-hmm. out is that we know nothing. Exactly. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, every team lost at least once. 
Yes. That's a great point. I, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but mm. if we remember the last international land, there was like regions that like did not win a thing. They did not win a game, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they're so much closer. That, that's a great point, Ty. Uh, to just sort of yeah, round up my, my point, like I, did, I didn't want to, uh, I wanted to admit that I was wrong and admit that I've been sleeping on it because there's another team that did do the same thing, although I'm not as invested in their story because uh, a couple of those players have sort of seen the spotlight before, so this is kind of like a like a second coming for them. But Semper proved me wrong this time around. I'll admit yeah. it. I, I slept on them and they looked amazing. They absolutely crushed it out there this whole weekend. I can't call the sock washed anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't. They're like they, <laughs> they shut down Damon Toss three. Oh, I th- or was it the other way around? Or dig beat them. Dig beat them. That's what it was. Dig beat them. Um, but then yeah, they got that, the revenge in the quarterfinals. They did. They did. They did. That was. Oh my god! I loved watching those games. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Sem- Semper really put up a fight. So I, I'm not sleeping on them anymore. For those of you who are Semper fans out there, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not sleeping <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm woke now. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry to do this, but we actually haven't talked about G2 enough. Uh, Ty Swoogles, before you go playoffs, what went wrong? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you what didn't go wrong. Dries did not go wrong. That kid was on fire. Yeah. But uh, um, for, for day one and, and day two, JNAPS was like completely missing. And Chicago was really hit or miss, I think. Um, so that uh, ended up starting them off 0-2. Hard road to come back. Um, obviously, they take down Tokyo Verde. Kind of, kind of free win. No, no hate, but they're just not quite at the level yet. Um, and then they take down Envy, who are having their own struggles, and I'm sure we can get into that at some point. Um, and you, you play Endpoint in round five. Endpoint are they're the number one seed from Europe. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the end of the Swiss G2 were almost back to full form, kind of thing. But it was just a uh, it's too much to come back from when you start out too, I think. It is a lot. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'd also like to mention something that maybe uh, we didn't think about is um, usually if there's an international land like this, a lot of people will arrive right before. But with, with kind of like quarantining that I saw, many players put on like social media and stuff. Um, a lot of the other regions actually had time to adjust to the time difference, um, which I think is pretty interesting. So it probably played less of a factor than it might usually on an international land like this. Um, so that's an interesting thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, similar note, potential uh, Johns for Vitality with uh, Fairy Peak, you know, not feeling well because of food poisoning potential or whatever else. Yeah. Not real. May, it could be a real reason, you know, just putting it out there. Vitality might not be this bad. <laughs> I mean, it's completely fair. I, I you know, but um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we have to take the results of face value. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. you know, as uh, as fighters usually say, if you're not injured, you're not doing it right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not the, that's not a really the thing. I think the point is, is like, you know, but another team could also have someone that was nervous or, or you know, ate mm-hmm. something bad or was sick and had to play or So yeah. um, it's it's, you know, you, you kind of luck of the draw. And that's that's another um, what's the word? That's another kind of wrench or, or possible factor you always have to take into account. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and sometimes that will cost you a championship. That's just kind of how it goes. Uh, we're going to go into the quarterfinals now. The one I want to talk about is the Dignitas uh, Semper Esports Series. Um, Yeah, this was great. I watched the, this 
the the full series it was back and forth um i think it's probably the closest series of the the best like the, the playoffs here um and it very much to me felt like when in doubt dignitas does one's things yep <laughs> yeah and then when in doubt semper esports does uh some really like just lots of aggression and like don't give them time to think and and maybe get some pass shots you know mm-hmm. um I, I i what i noticed a lot is when semper was doing the best is when they'd already be challenging after they hit the like you know what i mean like oh, the next guy was almost challenging like they just kind of went okay we're playing fast and i think that pressure did did really well for them mm-hmm. um and i i if there was one series from this tournament i would recommend it probably be that uh yeah um uh, how about you guys? Did you guys uh, get a chance to catch the series? I'm not gonna lie the uh, the play fast thing um, and like the the best like when you're already challenging the moment that ball is hit. Um, I think overall that is a very good way to just talk about EU's play style. Um, mm. Just be on the ball, be absolutely there. Super heavy midfield challenges, um, which just- is interesting because I remember literally talking about it six months ago that NA did that style, EU didn't. So, and then BDS, except for BDS, I guess. Except for BDS. But I don't know if we can still say that. And honestly, when we get a little bit later, I'm going to say that we absolutely can't. Um, But yeah, no, I very much think that's what it is. And Mm -hmm. you can hear like, um, I think the reason that the ones meta, like the ones teams being so prevalent um, at this point is because of that. It's because of knowing how to challenge in a place that's, that doesn't seem like a place that you would normally challenge in threes and like just be there. Um, always have presence on the ball, always be there. That's what is happening in EU. And I think that's just really all that you can say. That's why Dignitas is so good. That's why um, like a team like Sandrock even is going to be so good. It's because of those, they're just going to take the 50s as soon as possible and they're going to win them. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. To your Mm -hmm. point too, that's also why BDS is now the unofficial world champions is they play the same exact way. They don't allow you any space. There's always presence on the ball, and there's already mm-hmm. somebody lined up for the first man going on the ball to receive it and keep pressure on that ball. It's just, it's, it's mm-hmm. so suffocating for the other team. Like I said, and- we're going to talk about this when we get to that. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, so I want to mention this actually now, maybe because we were talking about it a little bit about this very aggressive style and something that I noticed teams are starting to do. Um, or maybe they've been doing this for a while and I didn't notice, but I think I, I think I mentioned this to Wabs. Uh, uh when we just jumped in at the beginning you mentioned Um, that you were going to mention something i don't know what it is (laughs) okay here it is exactly so um what i noticed is a lot of the times when you were get when a lot of like we we've talked about like the bump meta and like the demo meta Mm -hmm. um but what i noticed is there's some teams and I, i think NRG did this a couple of times i saw where when they start getting penned in under the pressure mm-hmm um, you know, usually you might have people go set up like, you know, uh, on the wall to get a pass, right? Um, or maybe maybe they'll set up a field to like get a redirect or something. Or, you know, they, they, they might do stuff like that to, to, to try to like get a pass one, two out. Um, but I noticed energy this a couple of times and, I, and I'm just curious if anyone else in the panel noticed this, where what essentially they do is they send a player in front of the ball or someone that like doesn't go for that first hit to clear it. And instead tries to go to a bump for the person mm-hmm. that's going to challenge on the other team to allow your second player to then do an air dribble out um, and actually set up. 
Um, and I saw this a couple times with NRG, and I wonder if just anyone else noticed this in general. Okay, I think it's time to start talking. Yeah, I think it's time to start talking about the the finals. We can move back to the quarters and semis later. Do we agree? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. Hold that thought. Hold whoa, that thought. Whoa, whoa, okay. We're, okay, hold we're that thought. Later. Later. We're answering whoa. it later. We're then. answering this later, but keep that in mind. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, I, that's a, yeah. I like that reaction. <laughs> All right, complexity against Team BDS. Um, a 42 here. I, I think complexity was definitely above the weight class. But like it just every time I see Team BDS, I'm like, you have to be something. You have to be beyond special. You have to be at your best and have the best players. Complexity uh, was playing this so well. But. Yeah, they were, but they, they weren't able to make it through. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Cursor, uh, Ty Swiggles, you want to jump in on any of these series? Jump in now. Um, uh, the next, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I kind of want to keep pushing forward here. Um, Face Clan be Endpoint, and that kind of surprised me, um, just because Endpoint did so well in the Swiss stages. Yeah. Um, because they beat, you know, uh, NRG and then beat Vitality and then beat G2. Um, and they almost beat BDS. So the fact that FaZe was able to beat them uh, mm-hmm. kind of surprises me a little bit. Anyone have any thoughts on this? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, this this is helping build into our topic that we all clearly want di- to like just tear apart. Uh, there, there is a level coming out of phase of aggression that we haven't seen in a very long time that they promised at the beginning of the season and mm-hmm. it hasn't shown up until now. And I think that's what threw Endpoint off is they're so used to teams not playing to that extent that they were having a very hard uh, time adapting to that synergy and that's that uh, pace of play phase very much just continually set the pace of play throughout the whole series. And they were very, very comfortable um, just doing phase things, just being very aggressive, very fast. And to to uh, our point, Wabs, when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, if Illusion showed up and was a great enabler, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Phase went through. And what happened with Vitality? It all didn't show up. So they are where they are now. So, so on behalf of um, the questions that I answered, uh, I don't know how many weeks ago now, uh, I'd like to apologize to Illusion. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah tell it land lucian he was showing up that was yeah. Sick. He was. yeah he was. i think that's another thing that we that we we haven't seen them at land and i don't like maybe we can mention this here i don't think there was much of a land change if that makes sense or there's yeah. not there wasn't a lot of negatives that you i think usually see mm-hmm. i think for a lot of rookies like a lot of land rookies going to like this land with with no crowd is such a huge like boost mm. i think come winter major or spring major like if we have crowds back again like that'll be a whole nother step that those players have to take I if think, it's the like, same results we're gonna eat, eat these words but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly don't uh, even know if we'll have to eat the words though because like this is such, having this land with no crowd is such a good stepping stone to actually having a land with a crowd Right. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I agree, Wabs. But I think the point was is is I think I've been preaching about like, oh, but how will they do in land? Oh, how will they do yeah. in the land, right? And so yeah. if they do have crowds and it's the same result, I'm like, yeah, land doesn't matter. Because um, <laughs> clearly for Vitality, uh, their you know wealth of experience did not help them here. So yeah, you're right. There's a lot of a lot of teams with a lot of experience struggled. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, but not like. I, cough, there's cough, certain envy. teams that I expect to jump up on land and, and Vitality. Cough, cough, envy. What, what about that? Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about envy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't talk yeah. about envy. Talk about envy quickly. Here, and then we'll um, go, we'll yeah. Go I mean, after. like, they're going to make a roster change, right? Is it Turbo? Is it is Turbo going? It on? has to be Turbo. I don't know. Is Turbo man. done? I think he's done. 
I don't know. I don't think he is, man. I, they they had well, a tough schedule the too, right? They had Ground Zero, which you can't you can't just shake a finger at them. They still they still tied for ninth, coming out of OCE. Nothing against OCE, right? And then they went against Dig, and then Complexity, and then G two, right? Not not just not just Dig, Complexity, and G two, but all of those teams coming off hot going into each series. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. That's those it's, are hard I, teams I, to beat. It's a tough schedule, think- yeah, but like. When you're turbo with Mist and Atomic, like this team is meant to be winning championships. Like mm-hmm. they brought Turbo on for LAN. They went to LAN and they got twelfth place. I'm just saying, man. It's their first LAN together as a team. So just let's let the year play out before we jump on the bandwagon of people being like, Oh, this guy didn't show up once, he's washed. Like could I you say the same thing about Vitality think, right, right now? Nobody's screaming for a rah rah rah, but you know, roster change on Vitality right What's now. Kind of, but kind of big, say that, by I can't up, get out of here. Kate up, Turbo, you no longer the goats. I need I you to get out of here. I wouldn't get rid of Kate up. I wouldn't get rid. Yeah, I would, get rid of yeah, I would keep Kate up. I'd get rid roster, of roster. Like they went against a hot phase, a hot endpoint, and a hot NRG. Like they like, did. But those are man. like part of the reason why those teams are who they are is because they consistently stay at the top. Now that we're on land and we're we're running into these new team dynamics, the old guards be like, well, crap, we can't just sit on our butts anymore. We got to adapt to the young blood that's coming in the scene because the whole meta's changed for them. It's and not I what think, it used I to think be. That gets to the crux of what we're talking about is that yeah. I think we're starting to see Kate up and Turbo. I mean, like, because I I just feel like there's other teams notably nrg that saw this uh major as like motivation to them and they have that motivation they have the will um and i think i'm just I, i'm starting to see with turbo and maybe a little bit kate op is that it seems like you know we saw a lot last year but i'm like if you're not gonna get like pumped up to practice and get better and like prepare and maybe they did maybe maybe it was really like food poisoning or whatever but um, if you're not going to get all that before for the first major, like the first land in a year mm-hmm. and a half, then like what's going to get you motivated? Like maybe this loss will. Maybe there's someone when they lose, that's when they get motivated. But um, I definitely think I'll put an asterisk, but I'm definitely looking out for this because if I think we see results like this, those rosters which expect championships are, are going to make some changes. When yeah. you when you look at at Turbo like in Kdop and and this land or like all lands, right? Like so. This is the first RLCS land since season one that hasn't had Panda, Kate, Upper Turbo in the final. Yeah, it's yeah. time for these guys to to put up or shut up, right? Like, it's yeah. now or never. Yeah. No, and I, I actually, I actually want to throw this in here um, because I've been, I've been starting to look at it, and if, if that continues, and like you know, it'll kind of depend on Energy's results, but I'm slowly starting to rate Garrett G's like his mm-hmm. breadth of his career higher um, than those two. Um, and it's not there yet, but I'm slowly starting to get to the point when it comes to a player that actually evolved with everything that's happening, but it's been here the longest. Like Garrett G to me is, is really starting to rise up in the ranks. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think Turbo and, and, and K-Dop really have... It's, it's weird because I almost feel... There was a discussion about like no one's ever gonna catch you know Turbo and 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 Kate up when it comes to like the amount of times they've won a world championship, but I'm starting to really feel that like with this once a year championships and this kind of format, which I actually do like this kind of like three international tournaments and then the big tournament, mm-hmm. um, they may be viewed retrospectively like in five ten years, um, as bigger feats than the earlier tournaments. 
um, winning one or two of these instead of like four of those earlier ones, the turbo one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think you can say that, um, but there will always be the respect of like, no, they were the top for the entire beginning. Like they, they might be falling off. They might, whatever, like who, who that's speculation at this point was not talk about it. Um, the thing about like Gary G is that his storyline I prefer. I actually love his storyline. I think it's better if he actually maintains the top to like overcome uh, like K-Dop and Turbo's uh, legacy, even if they uh, K-Dop and Turbo fall off at this point. Um, I I think it'll be a better storyline, but I don't think that you could ever just discount or like. N- <laughs> Yo, I'm about to hit you with something. Ready, Wabs? Ready, Wabs? I don't think you can compare them. And I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna counter it as well. Oh. But hit, hit me with it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hit you with. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation with uh, within uh, the class I teach. Mm-hmm. And um, when do you think they started playing Rocket League? Oh God! Uh, last year, free, free to, play. to play, right? Yep. And. Uh, so do they even know who Turdo and KBDOP is? Okay. But Turdo. You're right. But and who's won the most recent tournament and who's right now on top? Okay. But who knows <laughs> who knows who Ken is? Like uh True. Um, Liquid Ken. Right? Like Ken is the god of Smash. He is the king of Smash for a reason. And this is going back to Melee. Um, because he was so dominant at the beginning for so long, even though now he is an awful player comparatively and mangoes i I think uh, that's fair i think that's fair i i just think what what i'm starting to see is like maybe the separation between like the the era before and the era now and it feels like Mm -hmm. garrett g will very much be part of this new era yeah i agree where i'm starting to have a feeling that turbo you know violent panda gate up they're gonna be remembered as the kings of that era yes for sure um but they're 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 not gonna be kind of evolved into this new era i if i can if i can just make a quick analogy it's kind of like when you look at like pella and messi and, and some of those players mm. uh or, or like maradona sorry maradona and, and pele from from before sure. and you're like yeah we didn't have defensive systems in soccer till like the 90s so yeah so <laughs> modern soccer where people actually um you know you kind of just dribble past the whole team because people had systems where you know they push you to the side and and everyone was fit actually mm-hmm. fit um, that didn't happen till like 20 years ago, right? So yeah. people will say like, oh, Ronaldo and Messi are like the best players ever. Um, and it's kind of true, but their accomplishments don't match the accomplishments of those before who won way more uh, or way more international things. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I think the one person, this is going on a very long tangent. Um, <laughs> the one person who might have an actual like claim to being the GOAT while this was happening was probably Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Just because the defense wasn't there that's such a far tangent i'm not gonna lie um, well no but, but I, I think we it's agree out like, it's out there like, but yeah michael jordan going, wayne gretzky pele like if you were to say who's the greatest mm-hmm. on top you just those are your go-tos right yeah. Like, yeah you're never gonna say say anything different yeah um, but if those players at where they were then were to be transported now wouldn't match um, up at all they wouldn't match up yeah. well maradona might because of you know hmm could do it in baseball uh, too you know, with like PEDs, M&M boys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Babe Ruth, like all that, like anyone before them, right? It's it's I, 
I see why and how, drugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I see how, like how and why you want to compare them, but I think the thing we're driving at that we're agreeing on as a panel is that you have to be very careful about how you compare a career yes. and what uh, what you're weighing more heavily, considering it's a different time in the context for its time. They are on equal footing, right? They are doing just as amazing things for their era of the sport, right? But it is so hard to be like, you know, Kronovi was the first person to ever win a world championship, you know, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. He's terrible. It's like, no, quite literally, without him, the game would be so less evolved than what it is today. There was actually a great video done on it by uh, Waiten, I think, more recently, going through the lengthy exploits of his career and how he got to where he is to today. Um, it's, you got to you gotta tip your hat and pay homage to the old guard, right? Like, without them, you wouldn't be where you are today. So you have to show gratitude there. But I think in the same token, it's the guys who are in those positions, like Turbo, like K-Dup, who will... I'm not saying that these two players specifically say these things, but there are players who do this who will be like, yeah, you know, whatever, well, we'll get them next time. It's like, that's the kind of mentality that's keeping you where you are and why these teams are rising up. And you can't, like, to Ty's point, you got to... You got to put up or shut up at this point because, like, you mm-hmm. were good, but just how good are you now comparatively? Right? It, it has to be. Keep... We'll get him next time, and this is what I'm going to do about it. Not exactly. just we'll get him next time, and I'm going to have a plan. Point. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, get motivated. <laughs> like, get 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 alpha off of FIFA. Get back to the grindstone. <laughs> right? Like, get out of your own head, Turbo. Get back and grinding. I want to see like 80 hours a week, dude. Like, get in there. Like. If you want to stay the top, you know, put in the work because these teams are putting in the work and they're showing mm-hmm. us exactly how much work they're putting in. And you always, as a player who's been around longer, you're gonna have a harder time with motivation. That's just the nature of the course. So you have to be even more willing to push through exactly. uh, to, 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 to practice because some of these younger players, they're like, I just became pro, you know, six months ago <laughs> and I'm hungry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay, I think we continue now to Sandrock uh, Gaming versus NRG, which is a really close series. I didn't afford two for NRG, but all the games, uh, except for game two, were a yeah. difference of one goal, yeah. three overtimes. It was really, really close. And I think mm-hmm. this is where we're saying, like, Sandrock, oh, man, Sandrock like, almost feels like they deserved uh a little more you know what i mean almost like it, mm. it, I, I you know maybe if sandrock matched up against a different team maybe they would have made it through to be fair at this point this quarterfinal is so stacked that any of these teams gonna made it through but True. um they're there they're part of it they're in the mix and remember this is the sandrock that um doesn't have like ocalid wasn't there yeah exactly so that's wild like just imagine you know yeah not, not to take away from Senzo at all, right? Like, And I don't no, think you course. were there. But to remind people out there who probably don't follow uh, Sandrock as closely as we do, like, arguably their flagship player was not there. Yeah. The best ones player ever. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say it. It's like, a, maybe a little bit. I don't uh, think that's a... Yeah, you're right. Not it, hyperbole. <laughs> best no, ones player ever was not on their team. <laughs> and it's kind Even of a toss-up now for, like, any day of the week if they choose to return. It's a toss-up between, like, Scrub, Ocalid, Ahmad... Appjack and this new kid out of France, Moxie, who is an absolute machine. He cannot be stopped. I think, I think he either just did or he was like one MMR away from breaking Appjack's record, which is the world record for highest MMR in ones. Wow, he's insane. Y'all should check him out. <laughs> so Ocalid is definitely you, you don't you can't discredit this team. Could definitely push further for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. All right, I think we can move on. Uh, Phase Clan versus NRG 
in the semifinals. Um, yeah, there were close games for the most part, but energy uh, was able to get those like, you know, one goal uh, wins, uh, especially early on. And I think they just kind of broke phase, um, which, you know, I think there's another part where a lot of these tournaments feel very much like, like you have to peak at the right time almost. <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh cuz i think i think you almost have to like maintain like a slow build until like the finals or but if you have a like a team that peaks before the finals and you don't peak yourself then you kind of just get screwed over i don't know if that makes sense but just you're playing so many games over the course of these 4 days um that tiredness and and you know uh getting behind like that emotional impact plus the stress plus knowing it's the semifinals all those things just compound because you have played all these previous games right so your ability to emotionally control where you're at um and, and all those things it just felt like like face had a tough time anyone mm-hmm. disagree with me here on this one or um no but going even further than this um with phase specifically um they had only gone down in the series i think the previous series against endpoint and then they just won the four two uh, afterwards like they they really didn't have that experience losing on land at the at the time just because they mm. hadn't really lost um and then when they, they did lost, so it, well that they hadn't yeah. overcome adversary at all this weekend pretty much and then exactly now they're yeah. down three right and yeah. same thing with uh with dig in the quarterfinals yeah. right like they went like nine oh perfect in the swiss and then they, they were just the they round. started losing in playoffs and they couldn't calm the nerves Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that is a very big thing to note for both of those teams. Um, and like, I don't, I didn't say this before, but I don't think that first killer showed up. I'm going to say it. I really don't think he was playing well um, for either his of standard. the series, <laughs> yeah. for his standard. Um, like, he wasn't really doing much. He was just kind of hitting the ball. Just, he wasn't doing the first killer things. Um, and that's really why we saw like Lan Lucian show up uh, to the level that he did. Yep. Um, why AJ like had so many of those random pop off goals, but also not necessarily to the level that we would expect because he's set up by first killer so much. Um, I don't know if it's true. I didn't see it. I'm just gonna put that out there. No, uh, you. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it, man. Yeah, I think you're pretty mm-hmm. spot on. It, it's not to as NA fans or people who are more privy to NA games, like it's not the first killer we've seen before that we know can is just like, there's a reason why people tout him as arguably one of, if not the best current player in the world Mm -hmm. in rocket league. He is that good, but he just wasn't all there on land this weekend. Mm -hmm. It was definitely the Lucian show all the way. And with that, maybe we can uh, move on to the other semis here. Semper resource versus team BDS. And honestly, because I I watched the series as well. It felt to me like, Semper kind of burnt out after the Dignitas series. Um, to my earlier point, it it just when I was watching this, there's kind of a feeling of like, yeah, eventually Team BDS is gonna win it. And I think what really mm-hmm. showed is by how much they won some of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I for me after game three when when BDS won five one, I'm like I haven't seen a five one score that's not the last game <laughs> in any of these playoff games. Um, so I just think like they they put so much Semper Esports into beating Dignitas, like the the best series, the closest series, that I think then then it's like here's the even bigger boss in DPS, <laughs> and then they weren't able to do it. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty good one too. 
Um, but it just it, it's even even especially the last game in Neo Tokyo. There's just a point where they like they essentially gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like three nothing, and and like there's a minute and a half left. But if there's a surrender button, they would have clicked it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let me ask you this then, because you were paying attention to that series. Like, do you feel uh, people always make the joke like? Oh, I can't open this pickle jar. They'll sit there and they'll twist and they'll twist and they'll twist and they'll hand it to somebody and the other person just and they open the thing. Do you think that Dignitas had that effect on them? Because if you look back at their series in the quarters, there's a clear momentum shift going into game four where all of a sudden, like Semper are confident. They win in almost a two minute OT. They win the next consecutive game and they were getting a little shaky going into um, their game on Neo Tokyo where they lost 2-0 but came right back again in Champions Field 2-1. Do you think you think maybe burnout might have been a factor for them being a team oh, that- 100% in this one. Yeah. And like here's the thing, for it to really test, I think a team BDS is like for this like if this was a team that was maybe a little bit worse, I think that would have been very interesting cuz then Talking we about BDS, really you know mean? for sure uh like a team worse than BDS or like, just played again. even BDS like from the regular split. Because this yeah, yeah. was completely different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that even, obviously. But, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> team, if, if this was a like, I would have been curious to see if this was like a team that usually they, you know, they they'd play at the level lot. It, then we could really see if that effect was the case that that really mm-hmm. brought this. I just think it's tough because it's compounded by the fact that Team BDS was just playing so well that 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 like you, you know your analogy i think works with them popping open the jar that just happens so much faster you know yeah it <laughs> you really did, does. they didn't even have to try right they, they touched it and then all of a sudden you're like wow <laughs> i struggle so hard and look at this yeah all right Wait, i think it's time move on, oh okay okay i just want to make a quick note of how this entire playoff bracket worked and it's it's just beauty where there was one na team on the top half of the bracket among all of europe and then one europe team among two uh, NA teams and Sandrock. And then the top half of the bracket being Europe only, like a, a shootout for uh, Europe to go to finals. And then the bottom half being a shootout for NA to go to finals. And Just all this work, all these predictions, well. yeah. the EU mm-hmm. was, or NA was better. You're all wrong. They're still even. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Year and a half, year and a half of not playing against each other and they're still fine. Yep. They're still at the same <laughs> levels. So that means, that means what you have to give is that the team's, in each of the regions respectively have pushed themselves over this last year and a half where they didn't get to play international competition enough to still be at that level. True. But in such different ways. And let's yes. get into the finals. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the finals. Um, I think, I think someone else needs to take away for me. Who, who is m- most chomping at the bit here? I'll, I'll chomp at the bit, I guess. I want to bring Ty in with me on this. I know he probably didn't catch too much of the game, but he has been following these teams pretty closely throughout the, the split. Um, BDS just did BDS things that we saw them do last year. They, I, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be disingenuous here. Like they are an extremely consistent team at a very high level of pressure against arguably the only like five or ten players that are considered the best players in the world. They're insane. Like Garagee's up in there, Squishy's up in there, Justin's up in there. Right? We're talking mm-hmm. about Monkey Moon. We're talking about Extra Mark by Eight. These are all guys who. Time and time and time again, just prove that they belong at that very top echelon, top two, top three. Don't even say top four, top five, because any finish for them where they ended up there was a mistake. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, they're so good. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it, there's the pace at which it, they play, the mechanics at which they can showcase at any given moment in time on demand with min- like it, little to no boost. 
uh, <laughs> team awareness. Like, oh my god, please, someone help me. And, and the, the fact, the fact that it feels like uh, they do this over the course of like a hundred games in the last yeah. four days. And just it's just like no, they're still at the same level. You know what I mean? They're like, still at the level above yours. Uh, Ty, think, do you want to jump? Yeah, in here? like mm-hmm. I think the fact of the matter with BDS is at the end of last season when they lost that final against Vitality, something broke, right? Like something happened to this team, and then going into the the regular split of the season, like they weren't the same, right? No. They didn't win any regionals. They struggled against Endpoint and Dignitas. Um, like at the end of regional three, Monkey Moon put out that tweet that has since been deleted about like, you know, like comms are, are a huge part of a team. Like it's why we lost. Like we're not on the same page basically. Like people were like, oh god, like if if these guys bomb out a major, like you know they like Mark might just They're get kicked, got, kind of yeah. thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then something they figured it out. They got back on the same page. I don't know if that's if that's boot camp or just all being in person because like on land together. Um, but they clicked they got mm-hmm. back to their their true form like this is the form that they had for the a year straight right and they are now the undisputed best team in the world it's uh and i it's, think it's good the- that their legacy isn't defined by losing that final to vitality <laughs> anymore it's good that it's defined with their major yeah i think to that point this tournament like i think we all saw team bds once it was announced that there wouldn't be a LAN deflate at the end of RLCSX. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that has a lot to do with their most recent form. But I think they took this as the land they never got. And I think a lot of us kind of take this as the unofficial <laughs> <laughs> world championship of uh, RLCSX. Um yeah. at least I do. I'm kind of looking at it that way if that makes sense because it was it was the international land that we we waited for and we never got and we finally got. So mm-hmm. um, I almost feel like there's a lot of stake in this one and, and if they if they at least convinced themselves that was the case, I could see that being kind of the, the why that that definitely pushed them here. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we're going to talk about push into how they got here, I, I now I now I have the motivation to delve in and pay more attention to just who this is because we we, we called this way 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 back at the beginning of RLCSX. Coaches are going to help change mm-hmm. this game, and that is exactly what Kale is doing with this team, for sure. Yeah, can we talk about the actual game? Yeah, let's talk about the strategy, bit? the thing that we we kind of alluded to. Okay, earlier. okay, I I need to, I need to. So, <laughs> so BDS obviously like playing at the peak form of BDS, um, very much for throughout this entire uh, both both of these series actually. Um, like this was just last last year's BDS where it was RLCSX just dominant, like winning everything, being first, being fast, just absolutely suffocating the opponents into not being able to do anything. And that kind of destroys the NA playstyle. I'm not going to lie. I will happily say that where NA is like, all right, we're going to we need a little bit of time to actually set up the uh, set up the mechanical plays, the solo plays, the whatever else we're going to. We're going to beat you. We're going to be better. But we need the, the little bit of a moment to actually do that. And BDS just being so fast didn't give them any space for the first series. Um, I want to say, personally, um, and I, this might be a bit of a hot take, but that's why I'm saying it now, that this, uh, these, what, how many games were there? Five, uh, 12 games were two different series. They very much felt like two different series to me. Um, 
And I mean that in the first seven games. Uh, so up until NRG was down two in the second series, um, it was it was just that. It was like NRG trying to play up to BDS. They were trying to play up to the speed, trying to beat them at kind of the game that they normally play at BDS's own game, at NRG's game. Like they were trying to just do it better. And they couldn't because BDS was better than them. Um, but I don't know what happened. And there were two major things that did happen that I, I'm pretty sure were going on. Um, first off, they started talking. I'm just going to say that. They started actually talking like energy. They started laughing. They started enjoying the game. They were like... I noticed were, that. Yeah. I noticed that. They, they, it, there was an active... like They mm-hmm. were actively trying to like get the mood better. Yes. And like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was something that shifted. I think um, one of the commentators said that it was like Squishy said a joke and then immediately just erupted. Justin, like, R2D2 just scream. <laughs> the R2D2 scream. Um, so much laughing, smiling every time there was a goal, smiling every time they got scored on. Even when they um, dropped a two goal lead, right? They're still joking. Yeah, they were around. still smiling, still laughing. I It might have been Sizz, even, honestly. I could see that. Sizz is hilarious. But I think it was probably like just somebody saying something and then they just just were like you know what let's have fun with this let's actually play the game um so that was i don't want to say but you know what that reminds me of webs mm-hmm. yes when yes. trevor was on the team yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there is something to it right like there is if you are so like if you're so wound up and, and stressed out and like overly focusing for seven games and you've lost those seven games mm-hmm. uh, how are you gonna win game eight doing the same thing you know yeah yeah so that was just that that was probably the biggest thing. The second thing that was strategy, though, was that they stopped playing BDS's game. They just stopped challenging. If you actually look at the last five games, um, there was no midfield presence by NRG whatsoever. They just let NR- or BDS hit the ball to them and were like, okay, these guys are going to be suffocating. We just don't have space when we're trying to do anything. Let's just let them hit the ball to us as we're on our side of the field. And then we get the space because they just go fast and hit the ball to us. Yeah, yeah. I I super agree with that. Like yeah. the final, well, I guess, four or five games or whatever it was, like they were super content to have an attacking push on BDS's half, let mm-hmm. it die, go back to their half, get boost. And as BDS cleared the ball, they would one player would go back to clear the ball. Uh, and the other two would turn off field and they would just pass out of defense immediately, mm-hmm. right? Like it was yeah. so clean. And it wasn't even just passing out of defense immediately. It was also, they actually got the time for solo plays. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't going there for fifties, even high, high challenges that you're like, Oh, that's just a challenge. They weren't going there to beat them. Um, sometimes they, like they were going there to actually get a touch and it was either they would only go when they were so first that BDS just missed or they would go so late that the ball hit them and then they would the uh, they would just have control over it. It was just a dunk. They weren't going for 50s. And it was such a bizarre play style that worked so well against uh, BDS because BDS just kept on playing fast and trying to be like, no, we have to go fast. We have to like actually do the things. And NRG is just like, sure. All right, let's just take the space. Our ball now. Thanks for the thing. Let's go up. And the amount of times that BDS just cleared it to two defenders on the other side of the field while this clear was happening on their side was insane. Like, I, I think I can remember specifically after realizing it, which was like probably two games in after realizing this was going on. I remember three three to five different uh, moments in the actual series where somebody just clears it far from the BDS team 
into somebody on NRG that's in the net and the other person's getting the boost in the in NRG's corner. Mm-hmm. And just, I like to add... Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just I, freaking out. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> I like to add, this is the first time I've, I've seen anything that even... I maybe maybe this is like only twenty percent, okay, but bear with me here. Mm-hmm. Uh to to Tiki Taka Rocket League. All right. I'm I'm gonna go there. Does anyone know what Tiki Taka soccer is? No. It's like a lot of quick passing or whatever, isn't it? Something like that. A lot that. of quick passing and you just you mm. essentially what you do is you tire out your opponent and then you'd score, right? Mm. Um but I think one of the major things that like would annoy people when this style is popular in soccer was the fact that essentially some of these teams would just never attack. They just <laughs> just kind of passed it for 80 minutes, okay? And so what I noticed in the last two games from uh, NRG is there was a point where they refused to shoot. Um, they would always hit it either upwards off the backboard or pass it to a teammate, and there was like stretches of two minutes where they did this until mm-hmm. they felt, okay, now we're going to do it and try to catch them off guard. And I think that was very effective because they became incredibly hard to predict, right? Essentially, what they did is because they started doing this, like always passing to a teammate instead of taking the shot or always shooting specifically not towards the net, but towards the backboard, like when they should have shot, like when in most cases they should have shot. Eventually, what I found what it was working is that um, Team BDS would have to start uh, anticipating the passes and once they've started anticipating the passes enough, that's when there's opportunities for a pass to a shot actually score them goals. Um, and I noticed that in the last, I think, two games uh, quite a lot, actually. That was definitely there. Um, I, I will actually say that was definitely there. But I don't know if they were doing that specifically to be like, oh, take the bait and go to the backboard or try and challenge us early and then we'll just pass it over you or whatever else. Or if they were just going for the solo plays and like, okay, no, I'm going to hit this to the ceiling, hit this to the backboard, and then try and style on you because that's I'm I'm alone here because both my teammates are back hit, getting boost. <laughs> and I well, don't it's know interesting because I, yeah. I guess there's other games where that was more their focus, but there's some games where it seemed like they had time to set up a solo play and they just mm. immediately pass their teammate. Immediately that's pass also their true. teammate. Yeah. Um, to be fair, maybe it's specifically game six that I'm thinking of, of, of the second series, where I saw this. Uh, here, let me double check because I think they won... Mm. Game six, um, they were up 2-0. They were up 2-0? The previous that... three games were overtime. <laughs> okay, it might have been game five. It might have been game five. It was one okay. of those games where I saw this like this thing of refusing to shoot really work mm-hmm. in that specific game. And yeah. I don't know if it was... like I think it was intentional that they were passing. I don't know if it was intentional how well it was going to work. Because then, yeah. even when they did shoot it, then there was times where like still Team BDS managed to save it when they really <laughs> shouldn't have. And then they did it again and finally got it. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that and I thought I'd mention it because I thought it was really cool. And another thing to mention is just how much goal line saving there was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Justin's Free goal, line save. goal line saves. Yeah. From both teams every single time. And so there's there's a couple couple things going on here. I think um, one of them is their like energy is just accepting pressure, and that's obviously going to happen. They're going to just do goal line saves. They're not trying to do fifties. I'm going to say that that's a possibility. I don't it think that's me the of fun like, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, when they were playing like that, it reminded me of like Space Station from like fall last year. They were yep. super keen to just sit in a net and like let yep. two people go for the ball and just land in different places and just recover and play mm-hmm. defense. Yeah. And I'll come back to that as well. We'll we'll come back to this as well. The the, the relating to previous things because there is something there. Um, but the other reason that that might have been so much goal line defense 
is because NRG is just amazing at goal line defense. We know that from all of their previous performance. And in the first series, in the first seven games, BDS would just get a goal line save, NRG would be overcommitted, and then uh, BDS would would score. That happened so many times. Mm-hmm. And I honestly half think that NRG was like, you know what? Let's just be let's let's reverse that. Let's let them shoot first, get the save, and then take our breakout because we, we would rather have that happen than us shooting, them getting the thing, and then getting the breakout goal. I don't know. Theory, random theory, but maybe happened. Might have happened. <laughs> The final uh, thing, cursor go, please. Yeah, cursor, you haven't talked of it. Yes, yeah, so, something that stood out to me too is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know if it's product of the shift in the meta over the last like year mm-hmm. or so, but like first, like so we know first man's job is generally force the play, but at this point, at this level of Rocket League, it's no longer just forcing the play. Yeah. It's okay now. Your your job is to bring it into their half. Mm-hmm. all the way into their half and put it in a position for second man to do something. Yeah. Like almost every, from both teams, almost every time I saw someone drive the ball downfield, they're beating one or two. Right. And then playing the 50 to second man or uh, like extra extra had a, a drive out of their left corner down to NRG's net mm-hmm. where he just completely beat everyone in the field. And I think it was uh, Justin sitting on the back wall, just waiting because he knew it could go one of two ways and extra was still on the ball and still had play on the ball and then pinched it up above the crossbar and set it for, I think it was monkey moon and they didn't get the shot because squishy made it back in time to make the save. But like it's, it's changing so rapidly. If you, if you don't stop to notice exactly what it is they're doing, like you just completely miss the fact that they're not just forcing the play anymore. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're bringing it up with the intent that like, this is the beginning of our play. Now this is our counterattack. is we're assuming he's going to beat two. Second man needs to position for that, and like that's that's Rocket League that I, I don't think I'll ever get to, honestly, personally. Like, I, like yeah. playing it like that no, is all of us insanely... will assume our teammates miss the ball, you know. <laughs> Seriously, like that is insanely intelligent Rocket League, and I, like I think you can only assume for your teammates to do that when you play at that level, right? Mm-hmm. Like these guys are so far removed from the rest of the pack. It's it, it was just absolutely wonderful to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm just in awe. <laughs> like, I actually think that this is exactly why NRG did this shift that I saw. It was because yeah. they weren't able to have that one, uh, first man actually go and do this because there was just the BDS player on the ball. Yep. So instead of letting like doing it closer to the BDS side so that BDS can actually be in position to challenge, they were like, no, we're going to do this. We're just going to start from our side every single time because you're giving us the ball. Yep. And it just works. It's it's apparently how you have to do it at this level. Yeah, um, yeah it's, I I don't know. It's just absolutely insane because I think that whole like ideology probably stems from, you know what? We're losing the 50s. We can't actually get the control that we need. So let's just not do the 50s and then take the amount, like the insane amount of space that we're given from this and just be better. Because the person on the ball is probably going to be better than the person that's trying to defend. Yeah. Which is insane I, I, at this point. Yeah. I mean, to turn a really poor joke and like talk about Pokemon, that's what, like, that's how I saw, like, you go to your first gym battle and you go against Brock's Onyx and what does he do? Mm-hmm. He bides. Yeah. 
for those of you that don't know, bite is a move where you sit there and you take damage, you take damage, you take damage, you take damage, and then you unleash all that hell that you just took back on them and you like destroy your opponent. And that's like pretty much what these teams were doing. They were just letting themselves get beat on and beat on and beat on. And as soon as there's that one little opening, that's it. It's done. (laughs) Except for the fact that, you know, uh, I think what ended up happening is in the last game, you know, energy did that. And just like me, when I, when I use my seed up <laughs> and use bide, uh, my Pokemon died before I got to unleash. Them. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that's part of why I'm like, this is, this is a two series game where like there were two different series because BDS just won the first series. It, they, they took seven games or five games. And then I just want you to know that up until game number up until the um, sixth and seventh game mm-hmm. of this series, every game had a one goal difference. Yes. Yeah. And there yes. was five overtimes. So yeah. just just a heads up. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think that's giving they, they, the full they, story. I, I but I think no, I think it actually shows what we were talking about. How <laughs> essentially this was BDS and Energy were trying to do the same style, and BDS was just yes. that little bit better. Yeah. Every single time. You know? but actually i don't even think that that's giving the full story like like, the, like what i was saying because bds was up like all of these are like three 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 two three two two one three two one two one oh uh two mm-hmm. and bds was up three oh in the probably the vast majority of these games and then mm. nrg just kind of got two goals in the in the last couple seconds of every single but it was one never a threat that would have actually it was a threat they were really close but all of those things came about not because of the long-term play not because they were winning the 50s and the boost starving or whatever else like the normal play that you would expect from pros it was because of the like the pressure and the you know what we actually get control off kickoffs and then we just score so when they had that time to get the control to get the the, the moment of aggression and like actually maintain it properly and not even just maintain but just do it they would win they would get the goals and then that was seen long form over the uh the last five games of the series i would say awesome maybe we can have a tie round us out here what's what's your final thing on the the part of the part that you saw round us out here bring us bring us out of, of this finals well i think uh everyone everyone kind of knows but just have fun man you're playing a game mm-hmm. <laughs> have fun. It sucks it sucks if you if you don't win of course but you're there with uh you know some of your some of your best friends in the world you're competing you're having a good time and just that's what it's all about that's what it's yeah. all about and that's you good. play better so yeah. there yeah, you go you do play better <laughs> yeah. oh you know literally if, if you can have fun if you can manage to have fun in a stressful situation and enjoy it you will play better so therefore your results will be better too yeah um our two, right, two, think... two screeches win games and <laughs> yep. that's all that i that's what i learned <laughs> done um all right i think yeah i mean i as probably many of you can tell all of us were, were very hyped for uh this rlcs lan um if we can get a land with um a crowd in the future I, i'm sure that will be really mm-hmm. sick that's kind of maybe the next step on the road to uh rlcs esports you know really really going going crazy um i think we got over 200k uh live viewers uh for the finals um Damn. i i'll even like say that the, i think i think i saw a peak viewer tweet yeah. said 280k oh my god which I, matches I the season eight worlds 
Yeah. I didn't see 280. I saw 205 near the end. I, I, was, uh, I think that's counting like all the other language streams. And stuff. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the mainstream, still, 200K is really good. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't deny that. So uh, up and up in a way. Um, I think even the final like uh, best of series format wasn't too bad in this one. I think the worst thing that could have happened is if none, if none of their games were close, then it then then it would really feel bad. <laughs> One uh, team's getting smacked eight zero. Like yeah, five yeah, and they're like now <laughs> yeah, just another like... four games. Oh, <laughs> I think that would be the worst. So yeah, no, I think it worked for this one because we actually we actually saw that that storyline of NRG kind of fighting back um, near the end there, and I think it added and it made that that second part of it. It was uh, the really same. Uh, I think it was the same exact scoreline as their loss to to Dignitas in season five, right? They lost. 4-1 the first series and then in game seven the second series pretty interesting wow wow potentially yeah. bds the next dynasty potentially all right i don't know i mean I'm, I'm gonna make a hard read i think the next final is gonna be very different after seeing the last five games of this i think could so too. Be, could be i think yeah. this is a meta defining game i'm not i'm, I'm putting it out there it'll I'm be saying it. it'll be interesting to see when we come back for more international play in the next like split yeah how yeah. each region has taken the lessons they've learned from here oh yeah and mm-hmm. adapt yep mm-hmm. yep and i'd Agreed. like to also say that i think for me at least this put a bow on rlcsx like oh, to yeah. me this is for actually sure. when rlcsx ended yeah and we yeah. have a new chapter coming out of this that's that that's mm-hmm. at least how i look at it mm-hmm. um so what about season nine you- g2 yeah there you go there you go <laughs> still left uh, open-ended man <laughs> we never got um, closure that book will never be finished you guys didn't make it to the finals, to the, to the bracket, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I thank everyone for listening. And I'd like to thank all our guests for being so awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun. This was this was an awesome show. Um, I'm hyped. I'm ready for, for another international land next week. No. Um, next week? When it happens <laughs> next week. Uh, every week. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh yeah i i think i think this is where we'll close the show very esports focused but i hope you liked it um there's a couple questions that are related to this but we'll save them for another time um we did too many questions last week you know what i mean all right <laughs> um i'm gonna also thank our patrons who've been listening and them so awesome uh and helping and supporting us um if you ever want to support the show you can you can join the patreon at patreon.com weekly um but you know other ways that, that help a lot is literally just tell your friends about it uh, definitely the best way for us to grow. Um, also, special shout outs to the Roll Call tier patrons of Awesomeness, Cursor, Glorious Zombie, Agent Clorox, Paint, Raz, and Vance. Thank you so much for your uh, extended support. And uh, with that, we have to think of some homework. Well, you know what your homework is? Um, if you if you didn't get a chance, catch either the finals um, or maybe the Dignitas Semper Esports series. Uh, there it is. There's your homework for the week. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll keep it esports themes how about that (laughs) Um, all right with that uh, we'll bid you all a good rest of the week and uh, we'll see you next time Bye 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 bye